0: welcome in to another great edition of Strong Style. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. Welcome in. Welcome back. I'm sorry it has been uh, a little bit since I have done any show whatsoever. Uh, The holidays happened. Um, I got sick uh, right after the holidays. Uh, Not super sick. Uh, Just a couple days down and out. I don't think it was, you know, I, I think we've done a show since then. I don't think it was uh, the the big virus, uh, because like I said, it was, it was only two days and I was back at it. Um, and then just the first of the year has thrown as many, uh, well, you know, this is a, a, a combat sports show. Let's, let's put it in something coming up. Let's put it in these terms. It's like the Royal Rumble where if you get one of the early numbers, those superstars just keep running out of the back until there's 30 involved, and that's kind of what the year has been. It's been fun. We've been eliminating some people as it goes along and uh, getting through things and all that sort of stuff, uh, but we're back. i got some fun things to talk about today. Finally get to talk about some MMA, because the UFC had fight night over the weekend. They've got... UFC 270 coming up. Uh, we have uh, an announcement. as something getting added next week. On top of next week, we will get to preview Bellator, I believe, is coming up in a couple weeks. It will be good to get fighting back on TV. Like I said, we, we got we got a little bit of it with Fight Night. We'll talk about some of the bigger matchups on that one. I thought that was a, a fantastic card. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, got that one on ESPN. That was fun. ESPN Plus for the rest of it, of course. But, yeah. There is a lot to talk about. And, of course, for people who are new to the show, once again, I am Jeremy the Impact York from Impact Media. And Strong Style is our weekly pro wrestling and MMA uh, on-demand audio. As soon as we're done here, this thing uh, gets saved and turn it into a podcast, so you could download us in your favorite, um, the iTunes store, um, gosh, we're in so many different things, If wherever you get us on the podcast, thank you, if you can leave a rating, review, question, comment, suggest, any of that stuff, go ahead and do that, we definitely appreciate it, and also, tell your friends, we're going to be doing some fun things coming up, We uh, things I can't talk about yet, but we are in talks for some fun stuff. We're looking to uh, do some fun things this year. Things uh, we haven't done. I don't know what we've done on this show. We've done in the other show. But things we're going to do. That I think you guys are going to enjoy. Hopefully you guys do. But let's start right off. Like we always do. Let's talk about the big the big fish in the big pond. That is W. W.E. as they are on the road to the Royal Rumble, technically, but the road to WrestleMania, which means we get to see the beginnings of things develop now. We get to kind of see the early stages, maybe, of things they're going to want to get into. But let's start first with Raw. Uh we saw a dew drop, yeah, we're gonna start off with the women here. We saw dewdrop win a triple threat match. she is a, a heck of a talent now she's relatively new, so a lot of people don't know a lot about her. I believe she is i don't I'm not even gonna venture to guess, but she is. I'm not even going to venture to guess because the two places I think she could be from are not close to each other, and that will make me sound uh, crazy. How about we have somebody look that up? Why? <laughs> Why I'm talking? But uh, do drop one a match against uh, Liv Morgan, who is not ready for the for the primetime yet. She's close. Uh, Bianca Belair, who was kind of thrown into it as well. And, uh, you know, I mean, you really look, you look at all three of them and you're kind of like, uh, not real sure where they're going to go with this. And then. Uh, Dewdrop wins, which I thought was fantastic. So her and Becky Lynch will be squaring off at the Royal Rumble. Obviously, she is not going to beat Becky. But this is a chance for Dewdrop to show that she can be a contender down the road and have a great performance. So we don't know much about her. We are, uh, except for she showed up with Eva Marie, and then they thankfully got rid of Eva Marie, who is almost an abomination to, to... uh, a lot of things. She can't wrestle. She's never been able to wrestle. Uh, they only have her on there because she has like uh, I don't know, like 3 million internet followers. That's part of what kept her around before. That's what made her bring them back now. Uh, just uh, it is what it is really. the internet was being weird there for a second. Sorry about that, but uh, do drop in Lynch. That'll be entertaining, because Lynch has been a bit before she's had to take on somebody twice her size. Uh, Some other things we all got into, I don't know why we're wasting this on Royal Rumble, but we get Edge and his wife Beth Phoenix, who used to wrestle, for those people who who don't know that, she used to wrestle... uh, not that long ago. She's actually quite good. Part of why she gave up the announce booth in NXT was to spend more time with her family and I think to train to get back in the ring for a minute. I don't think she's going to stick around like Edge is. But well, we get Edge and Beth Phoenix and they're going to take on The Miz and his wife Maurice. Maurice also, former WWE champ, she can wrestle. Good. She's good. Uh, Beth, outstanding. Uh, Maurice, really good. Like I said, I don't know why they're doing this in the Royal Rumble. This would have been a great WrestleMania style. I uh, see, my guess was correct. Dewdrop is Scottish. Pretty sure that her and Nikki Cross is also Scottish. I and that was my initial guess, so good to know. But uh, Edge versus Miz, we've already had that match. Uh, Beth versus Maurice doesn't have enough firepower behind it, so you put them in a mix tag this way. My guess is that Edge and Beth Phoenix are going to go over. Um, I don't know if Maurice sticks around a little bit. She always hints towards it and then disappears for a little while. So, you know, but last time I checked, guys, uh, Ms. and Maurice have two daughters. Last time I checked, uh, Edge and Beth, they had two daughters as well. So, you know, if the moms want to go home and be moms, um, can't blame them. If the dads want to go home and be dads, I can't blame them. Uh, but this feud, I don't know. I like Miz, Edge. I like all the people involved. I just, I, I Royal Rumble is just not, and it's maybe because I would rather have Miz and Edge in the Rumble and have them uh, eliminate each other somehow and, and build into something to bigger. And, the, you know, they could have built into to, uh, another one-on-one match with some weird stipulation. Maybe, maybe a street fight. The two of them aren't the best street fighters, but maybe a street fight, and then that 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 doesn't solve anything. So that leads to the four of them all being a match at WrestleMania. But that is my opinion. So it is what it is. We'll talk more about this coming up. Uh, we finally get the split between Rhea Ripley and Nikki, almost a superhero. I was known as Nikki Cross. Nikki Ash, and it was actually Nikki attacking Rhea Ripley, and I, I very much commend the effort of that, because most people thought that Rhea would be the more aggressive, which she is, the more aggressive. To attack the uh, kind of goody two shoes superhero awful awful dreadful wretched gimmick that they gave Nikki uh I kind of have to agree with some of the people you know the the Jim Cornets and the and the people like that that say uh usually when you get booked into that kind of gimmick it's because you're gonna get fired soon now she's embraced it and she's done a really good job with it because Nikki is just that good uh, but this blow off here. I mean, if if Rhea uses this as the stepping stone to pop back into the title picture on RAW, I guess so. I guess it would be Rhea and Becky Lynch. I could see that. Then that means that Nikki could be on her way out. Um, I hope they just change her gimmick. It's it's just she does a good job with it, but it's just awful that they think on that level of her. Uh, we had RK Bro drop the titles to the Alpha Academy. Hey, the Alpha Academy are an actual tag team; they're not two random people put together like RK Bro. Randy Orton actually was the one. Randy Orton is actually the one who got who got pinned in all this, which was um. It was different. It's because they build up Riddle for uh, I don't know what reasons. He doesn't even seem that popular when he does some of his stuff in the ring. But uh, Randy does what the veterans should, and he puts over the other team. And so maybe Alpha can keep it for a minute. It's different to have to have. Um, I mean, somebody different winning it for once, because you know, on SmackDown, who's going to beat the Usos right now? The Viking Raiders won a, a big Fatal 4-Way match, but do you, do you really think they're going to beat the Usos? I don't. I really like the Viking Raiders, but as much as they win and lose all every other week, clout and stature-wise, one Uso is better than the Viking Raiders. So you tell me they're going to beat two? We'll see it. No, good for Alpha Academy. But the big thing that they are leading up to, we finally are going to get to see Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. We talked about it last time a little bit, but let's, let's just compare the two. Both standout athletes. I'm sure football for both, but we know amateur wrestling was their bread and butter. Um... Don't remember quite where Lashley went unless he went to Army, because he was an Army Ranger. So, uh, so you got Lashley, the Army Ranger. You got Brock Lesnar, who was a, uh, he was with the National Guard. So, he actually put some service time in as well. Um... I said you've got the two standout athletes. They both have had stints in MMA. I believe Lashley fought in Bellator a little bit. He was a part of American Top Team with Dan Lambert, who we talked about on AEW. Yep, that Dan Lambert. And yes, they've had angles uh, in other promotions before. You got Brock. We know he was UFC heavyweight champ a couple times, I believe. Um, They both are top guys. Now, Lashley just is getting there. And Brock has been there. I mean, he's probably the top draw in the company. But we finally, we've never gotten to see these two square off. I said, you've got the, the wrestling backgrounds, amateur wrestling. You've got the MMA backgrounds. You've got uh, the service time that I just talked about. You've got, they're just two big, just freak athletes. And then, I mean, you add in MVP with Lashley. You've got to add in Paul Heyman now that he's back with Brock where he should be. That makes way better sense. Roman didn't really need him. It added another layer over there, but he he didn't need him. We're finally going to get to see this. Now, the problem with it is, it's just not believable that Lashley would beat Brock because title versus title at WrestleMania. Brock versus Roman. It just makes sense. And they've thrown us for a loop here. The thing is, is you don't need, neither one of them need those titles. So we'll get into Roman's opponent, but there's a chance that they both could technically lose at Royal Rumble and then still face each other at WrestleMania. Because that match has enough hype to where you would not need, you would not need a title. I may be on I I Next week, I'll try to get more into a theory about that. No, not an Austin theory, but a, a theory about this. That one or both could drop the title at Royal Rumble. Knowing that, because that would actually free them up to go against each other. Huh. Noted. We will have to talk about that. And I will have to think about that more. But a little star beside that. Uh, SmackDown. Some of the biggest feuds going on, or biggest things they've got going right now, they've brought Lita back, not just for the Royal Rumble, but she is going to challenge Charlotte because Charlotte has beaten everybody else on the roster, not named Leah, and Leah is busy. We'll talk about her in a second. Uh, Lita seems to be doing good. She seems to be in good help. I'm sure she's been uh, getting some ring rust knocked off. She wouldn't come back for nothing. But you talk about two two polar opposites. You got kind of spoiled, rich kid, I'm better than you, Charlotte. Even though, I mean, she has that persona, but I don't think she grew up rich. And then you got Lita, who is like the street-running every woman. You know, Lita is like the, uh, the girl you meet at, at a punk rock show. And then you go Midnight Bowling, you know. We all know Charlotte's going to retain. But I think Lita's still going to come off looking really good in this because she's got the Royal Rumble coming up. Somebody's going to win, and they're either going to face Becky Lynch or they're going to face Charlotte. And we'll talk more about the Royal Rumble because they have brought back Mickey James, who is actually contracted with Impact Wrestling in the NWA, which is uh, interesting that WWE would actually open up what's called the forbidden door for this kind of talent exchange thing. Uh, don't get too excited. It's not like, you know, it's not like Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston are suddenly going to show up on Impact. That's not going to happen. But uh, both companies reached an agreement for this to happen. Mickey James is the current Impact Wrestling Women's Champion. I would have thought they would have had her drop the belt. But it could be part of the caveat. Of her being in the match. For the Royal Rumble and all. Is that uh, she needed to be the champion. Now. Put that in perspective. That. You're not going to have an outsider come in and win this thing. And so. So. What kind of spot are they going to book her into and how bad are they going to try to make her look because she works for a different company? That's what I would look out for. But as far as Lita and Charlotte, I believe it's going to happen on Smackdown this week. And I look forward to it. So Lita has is, is always been a fan favorite. I've always appreciated her work. And we'll see what they do with it. Uh, I noted Aaliyah, the newest SmackDown arrival, And it's one of the few people Charlotte is, does not currently hold a title win over. Well, Natalia is playing up the fact that she's like the winningest woman in wrestling or something like that with the Guinness Records. And then they had Aaliyah set a world record of her own in pinning Natalia in mere seconds. Um, I like what they're doing. Aliyah and Natalia. Natalia has always been one of the first level, sometimes second level, but one of the first few gatekeepers. Usually, new talent will go against Natalia in some fashion early on. It's a way of warming everybody up and getting a feel for if you think if you think they can hang. We'll see more out of Aaliyah. I think next time her and Natalya will have a uh, 5, five six, seven minute match. Then it'll get into a 10. And then we'll see Aaliyah do something else. I don't want to see her in a tag team right now. Aaliyah needs to be by herself. Um, they'll probably stick her in a tag because that's just what they do. But I think Aaliyah can show some promise. She did a lot of really good things in NXT. and She was really starting to break out before they moved her up to SmackDown, so we'll have to see what happens from there. Uh, but having Natalia as the one she's going against and working with, we're definitely going to see where she, where, Aaliyah, where her talent skills are. Um, I mentioned Roman a while ago. He found out that his opponent at Royal Rumble is a very familiar foe. Except Rollins from Raw. Now, this brings up something that, uh, that's similar to what I was saying with Charlotte. Roman either has a key win or title win over practically the entire roster of SmackDown, even after the draft. So they had to reach out to uh, to Raw to bring over Seth Rollins. Which is interesting because Becky Lynch is on Raw. You thought they would keep husband and wife together. So this automatically almost tells us that Seth is probably not going to win. But this goes back to the theory I said a while ago. What if Seth Rollins beats Roman for the belt? What if Bobby Lashley wins over Brock? Now now, Now WrestleMania can beat Brock versus Roman. Seth can have a new uh, can have an opponent. It could be the Royal Rumble winner. It could be anybody. Uh, Seth Kevin Owens would be pretty good because um, they have heat between each other. Uh, you know, things like that. And lastly, maybe he gets the Royal Rumble winner, or maybe he gets uh, him and Big E going at it again. I would I would very much like to see that again. They keep teasing it. Uh, there's just a lot more you do, you really open up your playbook if you do that. So we'll see what they do. You know, it's it's just me spitballing, it's me booking the territory, as I like to say. It's interesting. As far as something interesting, dealing with the Royal Rumble, uh, we heard that Johnny Knoxville of Jackass fame, and uh, you know, pardon the language there for the for the young ears that may be listening, but it is the name of his show and the name of the movies that they do. Um, I think my my brother used to say Jackabeep because uh, that he wasn't allowed to say the other word. Really, I wasn't either, but I was a little bit. Old. I'm a little bit older than he is, so kind of got away with it sometimes. But uh, Knoxville is going to be in the Royal Rumble, and he has kind of gotten under the skin of Sami Zayn, who once again is a can be a gatekeeper, and is a fantastic person for people to work with. Just a fantastic... If somebody's, you know, obviously him and Knoxville are going to be in the ring around the same time. And they can do some stuff leading up to it. Like this week, Knoxville wasn't even on... SmackDown, wasn't even at SmackDown, but Zane played it up enough to where they keep this little riff going. Clearly, what's going to probably happen is Knoxville is going to probably throw Sami Zayn out of the Royal Rumble. Uh, maybe it... Yeah, you don't want a one-on-one match. I, I don't want to do that to... I don't want to do that to to Knoxville. But... Uh, It's fun when they intertwine celebrities and not just... It used to be they would just show up and wave and, oh, look, there's this person. And then they started to incorporate them into things. That's what they're doing now. Uh, Zayn Knoxville could be fun. Could be a lot of fun. Let's go to NXT. Some things going on that are pretty fun. The Santos Escobar-Zion Quinn feud over Electra Lopez seems to be kind of coming to a head. It seems that Electra has chosen Escobar which makes sense. Uh, Zion needs to move on to something else and Legato Del Fantasma uh, now that they are a quartet I think have a lot of other things they can they can um, pursue. I wouldn't mind no, there's not really a lot of facts down there. I would say a trios title of some kind. yeah Nah. Let's just leave it how it. it is in NXT. But uh, Escobar and Quinn, if you haven't seen any of their matches together, go back and watch them. They are instant classics. These two understand how to do things. Escobar is by far one of the best uh, overall performers in NXT. Uh, he's wrestled practically everybody at this point. Um, you know, we've got Braun Breaker, who is the world title holder. It's. I don't have a problem with it because I, I'm a big Braun fan. You guys know that. I, I've said before. I knew Braun and interviewed Braun and talked to Braun quite a bit uh, through his, his college ventures. Uh, he's a super guy. I've, I've met his dad. I've met his uncle. Uh, my dad has met his dad and his uncle. Uh, super people. Super great. This whole 2.0 thing is is what is is a weird. It's just a weird time in NXT. I like that they are promoting the new cornerstones. You know the Grayson Wallers, the uh, Tony D'Angelos, the Braunbreakers. Breakers. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I do have a problem with uh, Tommaso Ciampa. And Johnny Gargano, having them put over some of those guys, okay. I have a problem with Pete Dunn putting over Tony D'Angelo. Because in the ring, they are not close. It is like if I challenge Michael Phelps to a swim race. I don't care how good a swimmer I think I am, Michael Phelps is going to lap me. Probably in the first lap. he's going to. If it's a four-lap race, he is probably going to finish before I get one. And Tony D'Angelo is good. I mean, he's he's a good performer. You you can see as he's getting these longer matches, you can see things start to materialize, and you can see that the talent's there. Because mostly you've seen squash matches from him. Uh, we've seen a little bit of stuff here with War Games, and now with, with Pete Dunn. I don't like though that Pete Dunn, who is by far one of the best in NXT as well, that he's the one putting him over. Uh, I, Crowbar on a pole match. What Vince Russo is that? It's God. It's just anything on a pole match is just dumb. I mean, at least it wasn't one of them's mother. If you get that reference, good for you. Because <laughs> that was awful, especially when I knew the lady who was in a cage on the pole or hung from a pole in a cage. It's just baffling. But uh Tony D'Angelo and, and Pete Dunn looks like theirs is about over. Having AJ Styles take on Grayson Waller was was great. Um AJ won the match against him as he should. Grayson looked good. Grayson's not quite ready for prime time, but he's getting there. And it seemed that they had AJ kind of step in because LA Knight was hurt, because LA Knight come back. And now we're going to get Grayson Waller, L.A. Knight, who is another indie veteran who will probably do great things for Grayson Waller. And, and Waller could be a star down the road. Of a lot of the younger ones, I mean, Braun, obviously, Braun Breaker, but uh, Grayson Waller, I think I think they're on to something that's, as uh, pushing him a little bit the way they are. Uh, NXT, they're finally running it like an indie promotion instead of saying it is an equal third brand. Because uh, as good as they are, it is not. It's is, is, uh, it's his own thing, and, and they need to treat it as such. I'm not going to go as far as to say this is the A ranks or nothing like that, but because they're, they're really good, and at any given point, they can hang with the big guys and the big girls easier. But uh, if you're not watching NXT, you should. It's really, really good. Like it's, it's very non-traditional WWE, even still, even with all the changes. So, uh, let's move to AEW. AEW. Adam Cole and Red Dragon and the Young Bucks uh, taking on the Best Friends. They've now added Chris Statlander to the Best Friends, which she hangs out with them. And uh, Dr. Britt Baker DMD, who is the real life girlfriend, maybe fiance even, of Adam Cole. And they play it up, as they should. They are a power couple. Adam Cole is one of the best performers by far. Uh, Red Dragon is one of the best tag teams. Young Bucks are one of the best tag teams as well. Best friends, I mean, you got Orange, and you got Chucky T, and you got Trent, Uh, Yuta. There's so much talent. And to book all these guys together, you just get to see all that talent at once. And it's fantastic. Um, Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole need to probably have about a 20-minute classic match again. we have had one before. But these two are just two of the fan favorites and two of the best. And they should feature them as such. Now, nothing personal to Chris Statlander, but Britt Baker is level above her easy, but they are kind of running out of people for Britt to take on, so it's they're kind of in the same boat as WWE is with Charlotte. You either have to have her drop the title, or you have to bring in more people. And you can't just wait on WWE to release people. You, uh, you know, talent exchange. Get with Impact Wrestling. Get with Triple uh, A in Mexico. I mean, bring somebody. Got to be somebody here because Britt Baker so far is better than practically everybody she's faced. I guess Ruby Soho is something, but they they had her lose the finals of the women, the new women's title, to somebody who's been in wrestling a year or less. Um. Yeah, you got to build her up better than that. Of course, we got MJF, CM Punk. That's going to finally be a great blow-off once, once we get to it. Uh, Wardlow in the middle of it, the fact that Wardlow is not excited about Sean Spears, for one, or that he's excited at all about MJF, is just exceptional. That When the henchman gets tired of, of the handler, that's always fun. Um, I don't want Wardlow to cost MJF the match. Versus CM Punk, but I want him to play some part. Uh, he could walk off. He could turn his back. He could. Um, maybe he's supposed to do something and he doesn't. Uh, I do like that CM Punk realizes that MJF is big money, and that CM Punk can bring a lot out of MJF that we have not seen recently. And uh, he can he can really help MJF be a megastar very very soon. I still say he's one of the cornerstones. you got Sammy Guevara, Darby Allin, you've got MJF, you've got there's, – there's another couple on there that I I would use them as cornerstones to build the AEW of the future. You're doing good bringing in all these people, and, and Adam Adam Cole could be one. Adam Cole's a little up there in years, not as much as you'd think, but, uh, you know, there's one there. Uh. The Sammy Guevara, Cody Rhodes stuff, when Cody gets back, I think he, he had COVID, I think is why he has been out, or he tested positive, or I don't, he may be shooting another show, for all we know. But either way, he's been out. Guevara won the interim title from Daniel Garcia. They had a, a big match that was actually pretty good. Or Actually, Daniel Garcia just challenged him for it, but Guevara was already the interim room you got to marry those two belts together at some point. Um, Cody's in stipulation matches. Why not make it a ladder match? Make it a classic. I would rather him not. I would rather him just wrestle. But, I don't know. Cody likes to try to make moments or memories or uh, some crap he's come up with recently. Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho is going to be fun. We know that they're going to go at it at some point. Kingston is currently dinged up, so they can't go real far forward into it yet. Very, very soon they will. Uh, Eddie Kingston was a guy who absolutely grew on me. I did not like him years ago in TNA. I I I, I didn't get it. And then all of a sudden, in the last year in AEW, when he was hanging out with Moxley and all that, you saw a different part of Eddie Kingston where you understand who he is, where he comes from, and why he does what he does. And Kingston is just a phenomenal talent. And having him against Jericho, who is uh, wanting to to kind of part-time it more in the ring here lately, he's kind of really on the back end of his career. He does some really good things still. He can still go. Uh, Him and Kingston is just that classic veteran matchup. And I, I think it's a must-see. And then last, oh, no, well, not lastly. I got one more thing after that. Uh, Jay Lethal showed up out of nowhere. I mean, we knew it was with the company. He showed up before, but he showed up and called out Ricky Starks like Ricky Starks was a dog. And I love it. He's our, he He just really got under Ricky's skin really early. I really like Starks. He's another guy who you may not know who he is, but when you watch him work, he gets it. And Lethal is probably still one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Remember, when I say something like that, I mean he could wrestle uh, the broom in the corner of, of the closet, and you think the broom is the next world champion. Jay Lethal is just unbelievable. So, Lethal Starks... Sneaky show-stealer right there. You put that on a pay-per-view card, there's a chance that goes down as match of the night. I want to see him build this. Uh, once again, using lethal to propel Starks is great. I'm okay with it. Because lethal is already super-established. You're not going to tarnish his history from here on out. So. Uh, and then, in what just, this was my OMG moment. My oh my goodness moment. Or, uh, as one of my grandfathers always say, uh, for gosh sakes. We know Malachi Black has been terrorizing the varsity blondes. He has been terrorizing Pac. He's been uh, just terrorizing everybody. Especially with the spitting the black mist and blinding people. And Okay different been a long time since somebody's done that and he does it well uh even though he doesn't need it he's already outstanding but some people finally got the jump on him the other night uh the the uh it was it was the holly no not the hollywood blondes. the the varsity blondes actually got the jump on him the other night and then the lights go out and that usually means he disappears. Well, the lights went out, and then they come back on, and I seriously almost spit out the coffee I was drinking because Malachi now has a buddy. And who is his buddy? Former Ring of Honor uh, group leader and Ring of Honor trios champion. I believe world champion at 1.2. Brody King. Brody King is like if Malachi was uh, twice as big as he is. That dude is a monster. And for a guy his size, it is unbelievable. Think bigger Kevin Owens. Just big, brutal, uh, rolling cannonballs and just beats the crap out of you. Just incredible so now Malachi Black is the House of Black or the Black... I think House of Black is what they're calling it. Brody King and Malachi Black. Holy cow. They are... They could pretty much do whatever they want. There's, it's going to be for a team to be able to stop them. I mean, at some point, they'll probably throw Darby and Sting in front of them, but I, I wouldn't. I'd leave them clear. I'd let them kind of... They're kind of like the Dark Order by themselves. Maybe the dark order goes at him. I don't know, but gosh, the thing is, is they're probably going to add a third member. I don't know who, but they're crazy enough as as a, as a team, as a tag team. Imagine if they did add somebody else. That hey, I tell you who they should add. They should add Danhausen. There's my Danhausen mentioned for tonight. They should add Danhausen. You don't know Dan. Housen. You don't know who Danhausen <coughs> Dan is. Go look him up. <laughs> yeah, Dan Allen. We'll go with that. Uh, AEW, though, they're just rocking and rolling. Impact Wrestling. They just had their recent pay-per-view. Had some good stuff happened. They debuted some people. They they have some new stuff going on. Right now, um, W. Morrissey and Moose are kind of going at it, which is interesting because Moose is the heel. Morrissey is kind of heelish, more of a spurned heel turned face, but still heel versus heel, so we'll see what they do with that. But at the same time, uh, these two are are big thoroughbreds who are just going to go head-to-head. And I'll be honest, I thought Morrissey was gone from the company last I had heard, but he seems to still be around and doing things uh, I think Moose needs to retain here. I don't know who is going to knock Moose off, but I don't think Morrissey should be yet. Uh, we get Josh Alexander, who got challenged by Charlie Haas. I didn't even know Charlie Haas was still in wrestling. Uh, he looks old, older, but he still looks in good shape. Um, and this delays Josh Alexander once again of, of being anywhere near the world title. They give him the title, they strip it away from him, or take it away from him, and then uh, they, uh, and then they keep putting people in front of him. They put Jonah in front of him. Jonah, by the way, is not from Impact Wrestling. Jonah is actually from New Japan, but is part of the talent exchange. Um, Josh Alexander and Charlie Haas should be interesting. It's just all here to to make Josh Alexander look great. We'll, we'll see what happens from there. Uh, we unified the women's titles for, I believe, AAA in Mexico and Ring of Honor. As Roxy brought in her Ring of Honor title and Deanna Purrazzo brought in hers from Mexico. Uh, Purrazzo ends up winning. Uh, she Roxy is, is young. She's really good, but she just... Once again, this is this is like me swimming with Michael Phelps. It doesn't matter how good I am. Michael Phelps is just off the charts. Well, Diana Purrazzo, off the charts. Now, Roxy gave her a heck of a, a run here. But um, I don't quite know what Ring of Honor is doing. Why they would unify that belt or those belts. Or not really unify them, but have... Uh, no, I think it unifies it. But I guess they do plan on starting back up in a couple months, and I, maybe we're going to get Ferrazzo show up over there. We've already had the Ring of Honor world champ, Jonathan Gresham, who defended against uh, Chris Saban, defended the, the Ring of Honor belt. He's uh, also got a match coming up this, this, uh, this TV taping, I believe, coming up this week, where he's going to defend it as well. And that's not all of the Ring of Honor people who have shown up. There's kind of a a rogue renegade group that is Maria Kanellis, her husband Mike Bennett, Matt Taven, PCO, and Vincent, who have all kind of started doing their, I would say, it is not NWO-like. As their renegade, let's go attack people. Faction. They are more like uh, that group in WWE a couple years ago that, that ended up being. I forgot the name of them now. There's NXT guys that, that uh, all showed up and wore the masks and all that. Not not NXT. Not Nexus. None of that. It was. Um, they had. Donovan Dijak and some of those guys, you know. But, uh, yeah, they kind of show up. They kind of... kind of like the ECW invasion a couple years ago. They kind of show up. They cause havoc. They cause chaos. And then they kind of disappear. I'm not sure where they're going with it. Knowing Impact Wrestling, they'll completely screw it up. But uh, I like seeing those people... On TV, it's a little weird knowing that Taven and Vincent are not allowed anywhere near each other in Ring of Honor. Yet they are in the same faction outside of Ring of Honor. But uh, yeah, it's kind of an all-star team they have put together here. It's uh, pretty, pretty interesting. Now let's talk UFC. UFC Fight Night we had over the weekend, some really good fights. If you got to see them, if not, ESPN, ESPN, ESPN Plus, I believe you. uh, I believe you can go back and watch it. Uh, Some really good fights. Here are the three, the three that I really liked. Um, Caitlin Chikugan or Chakagen, rather. Got the unanimous decision win over jennifer maya uh Chikagan, man her rise to the top it is it is fantastic fantastic she gets in there she she gets she gets the work done uh and, and she's just she's exciting to watch which also helps because when you need to watch you tend to get the nod over other ones who maybe are not when it comes to getting bigger matchups, uh, let's see. but Atchislav Bors- Borshev got the fantastic knockout win over Dakota Bush. Uh, the Russian man, he oof that that guy. Pardon me. That guy, he gets it done. He gets it done. It is uh, uh, the only thing harder than uh, trying to pronounce his name, which is giving me fits, is uh, trying to beat him in the octagon. He is I think he was part of Contender Series, and then now he kind of made his debut. And holy cow. Holy cow. Great performance. Just exceptional to see. Uh, it was a great knockout too. Dana White on Instagram had asked earlier in the day. It was part of a contest, but asked earlier in the day, "Hey, come back here after the show's over and tell me who had the best performance of the night." I, I said it's Borshev. How is it not? How how is it not? Not just because of the knockout. He just came out. He's like, hey, I don't get paid by the hour. I get paid by the fight. And this one's over. And then, of course, Giga Chikaze and uh, Kelvin Cater uh, locked horns in a battle. If you look at the aftermath of it, it looked very one-sided. It really wasn't. It was a very even fight. Uh, Cater got the unanimous decision to win, as he should have. He... He, pardon me again on that, and uh, he, he just, I'm not going to say dominated, he did, but it wasn't David Goliath type thing here, you know, it it wasn't, like, let's use the Michael Phelps again, it's not Michael Phelps me in a swimming meet. Maybe that's, today's title of the show is swim meet. Uh. What Cater did, he just put on the clinic of what his game is and featured what he could do. And he was able to keep Giga just a, a half a step off his game. And we all thought Giga was going to was gonna take this and, and rise to the top. And Giga even said, hey, once I win versus Cater, I will turn around and fight next week if you need me to. Well, he's going to need to heal up. He's not going to be able to do that. Plus, he, he, didn't, he unfortunately didn't get the win here. But uh, character moving forward is is going to be a problem for a lot of people uh, at, at the top for sure. Then, of course, we get uh, UFC 270 coming up this weekend. The big pay-per-view the first of the year. We're going to get uh, Spivak versus Greg Hardy in the heavyweight division. These are the three that, that I'm most interested in. I want to see Greg Hardy rebound. The past couple fights, he has not looked good. He has looked greener than grass. And, he's, he, yeah, he's new to the fight game, but he's not that new. It's, he's got to go back to his core and to his basics and and really build up. He can't just go out there and try to fly by the seat of his pants because he can't do that in the fight game. And Greg knows that. And uh, I look forward to seeing if he can can do anything with Spivak. Well, Spivak gets the best of him. It's going to be a fun, fun fight in the heavyweight division. Those two guys are going to throw bombs. Um, Davidson Figueredo and Brandon Moreno are going to go for the flyweight title. Of course, Moreno is the title holder. This is uh, the next chapter in this storied rivalry. Uh, I believe Marino beat Figueiredo for the belt, if I'm not mistaken. I could be completely off. This sounds right. Uh, Brandon Marino, man, he has been such a great story. And people, a lot of people say, well, he, he won by uh, a close margin. And it, he may have point-wise, but it wasn't. And then... and this time that they face, I think I, I really like Figueredo, but I think Moreno is going to come out and try to end this early. I would say second or third round just to prove a point. And then, of course, Francis Ngannou, versus, who is the heavyweight champ, versus Cyril Ghan who is the interim heavyweight champ. We're going to have an undisputed champ at the end of this. And I will go ahead and tell you right now, I think it's going to be Cyril Gone. I don't know that Ngannou's head is completely in the game. He seems to want to fight uh, Tyson Fury. Uh, you get a bigger paycheck. Probably not get smashed to bits as much. But um, Ngannou just... Ever since he won the title, has just not acted like he really wants to be there. And maybe I'm off, maybe I'm wrong. But he's done everything but fight. He he basically disappeared for a while. They had to do a an interim title match for that for that very reason. I mean, it's just I don't know. Even if his head is in the game, I think Surreal gone. Now, Ngannou has the, the, the one-shot knockout power, and Gon could if he wanted to use it, but he's very cerebral, very methodical. He likes to um, almost Muhammad Ali without getting taking so many shots. He'll play defense and pick his shots, and then mechanically he just takes over and dominates. He just outworks you. Um, I'll tell you right now, um, I think... Greg Hardy's going to put it together of a Spivak. I think Brandon Moreno is going to beat Davison Figueredo. And I think Cyril Gahn is going to beat Francis and Connor. That's, that's 100% what I believe. Uh, if I bet, and I was allowed to do so in the state of Georgia where we do this show, I would put money on all of those. Just my opinion. Just my analysis. Just my, you know, just my thoughts. I would would place wagers on those if I were allowed to in this state, which I am not. So I do not. But uh, 270, like I said, coming up. I think there's another fight night next week. Bellator's back next week. We're leading up to the Royal Rumble that I believe is also next week. I I think so. Maybe this week I could be completely off. I'm pretty sure it's next week. And uh, then here's, here's our announcement. We're all the way to the end of the show. So here is the announcement. Starting next week. Because uh, I saw that they uh, uh, it is back on television. It is back where we can talk about it. Starting next week. You know, we, dropped, we We had to drop Ring of Honor because they don't have any new content right now. I told you we might be picking up somebody first of the year. Well, we are. Starting next week, we will be talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. They just had, I believe, Wrestle Kingdom, which is their big WrestleMania-like event, but they do it the first of the year. So we'll be talking about some of the results of that and the aftermath going forward. And we will also be discussing their TV, uh, the matches they show on TV. I believe they're Thursdays right after Impact Wrestling on Access television here in in this general area. That's what I saw. And, my goodness, I think you you got, yes, you'll have to learn some new people because I'll be talking about new people, but you guys are going to like New Japan. If you like a lot of this Indies, I mean, they call it Strong Style over there. That's where I get the title of this show. This, uh, a lot of strikes, a lot of just methodical storytelling, and just sometimes two guys have beat the holy crap out of each other. You guys are going to like New Japan. You're going to hear some familiar faces, just familiar names. Hear some faces. You can't really hear a face, I guess. But you, uh, you're you going to hear some names you've heard before, things I've said before. And I uh, think you guys will definitely enjoy it. I look forward to it. I know you guys look forward to it. But as I said, we are to the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in to Strong Style. Let's call it some swim meat, Why not? Strong Style Swim Beat. I'm Jeremy the Impact Dork. Thanks for tuning in. You could follow me at the Impact ninety nine on practically every social media. On Facebook, you can just look for Impact Media. Uh, probably search Tom's and find us all the same. Uh, all the social medias uh, at Team Impact Media on Twitter, places like that. Yeah. Send questions, comments, suggestions, anything to us. We love to hear them. We'd love to talk about them. Like I said, New Japan next week. We're going to talk UFC, Bellator, everything else. But for now, we are done. Deuces, gooses. Go watch wrestling. Go watch fighting.